Welcome to the Holistic Accountant Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to demonstrate how accountants must employ a holistic approach to help their clients maximise wealth. It's not just about preparing tax returns. So each week, Mina Abraham and I will discuss topics to help you better understand some of the things your holistic accountant can help you with. Okay, so today we're going to talk about does becoming self-employed help me reduce my tax? Because I think there's um, some misconceptions out there that if you become self-employed, uh, suddenly there's a whole heap of things that you can do to, um, I don't know, maybe reduce your tax to zero or something like that. Uh, there's certainly some benefits of becoming self-employed uh, as opposed to PAYG, but it's not always perfectly clear. Uh, and I think if you take into account other considerations other than tax or including tax, uh, maybe it's not as uh, rosy as uh, some people might think. So, Mina, what, what would you say if I become self-employed, can I uh, reduce my tax? Well, like you said, it's not always as rosy as you as you as you think it might be. You know, you, you, uh, becoming self-employed, you might attract a higher hourly rate or a higher daily rate. But you do sometimes forego, you know, your superannuation benefits, your leave accruals, yep. and, and so forth. So all those things need to be factored into, you know, whether you know you want to become self-employed, what that actual cost benefit is. Um, and then sometimes you might be subject to the PSI rules or the personal services income rules. And what those rules uh, basically say is that if the income you derive is as a result of your personal exertion or experience or, or knowledge, um, then all those profits need to be paid out to you anyway. So it's going to be like a wage to yourself. So you can't, you can't distribute the money to another, another person or you can't retain it in a company. You're sort of stuck with that, um, that income in your name. Um, the analogy I always use for personal services income, and again, it doesn't, you know, it's a bit general, but what I tell my clients is, you know, personal services income is if you're running a business and it can't survive without you, yeah. then generally it's going to be a personal services income. Yeah. I think we did a episode in season one on uh, PSI. Uh, so you can always uh, check that out. But assuming, uh, so how can a person then hopefully transition away from PSI to business income? Because if it's if it's classified as business income, obviously we've got more flexibility in how we distribute and treat it. So what are some of the considerations there? Um, there's a couple of considerations, mainly, um, you know, amount of staff. Um, so the, the idea is trying to justify the fact that uh, the business can survive without you. You know, there's going to be staff output that produces income or results for your business. Yep. Um, the, the other consideration is also multiple clients. Um, so if you're only sort of contracting or have one client, um, then you're really, you know, uh, really sort of, ha- it's hard to justify that you're not deriving personal services income. Yeah, because it looks more like a employee or consultant sort of relationship rather than the business. So actually then growing your business and making it less reliant on you, the business owner, um, not only, uh, I guess, has some lots of other benefits, but also gives us a, a little bit more ability to tax plan. Um, so the other thing I would say is... Um, Focusing on minimising tax, of course, makes sense and and resonates with everyone. We don't want to pay any more tax than we have to. But it's also really important to understand that, um, look, sometimes you can avoid tax over a very long period of time. So if you can just park profits, for example, and then pay them out when you've got a zero taxable income, you might be able to eventually navigate, you know, a very low tax rate. Um, But 
quite often you can only delay tax rather than avoid it. So I think it's it's important from a holistic accounting perspective to really understand what is the goal? What's the goal of running this business? And for most people, it's to do something that they that that they enjoy or that resonates with them. But also, it's from a financial perspective, is to improve their financial situation. And really, if you're not investing some of that business income, some of that profit uh, outside of your business, then really you're not getting any closer to actually improving. You might improve your lifestyle. Uh, in terms of living expenses and so forth, but in terms of your asset base. So sometimes paying a little bit of tax, therefore allowing you to invest that profit tax effectively, because ultimately you can do a lot of things to reduce the tax you pay on investment income, but there's fewer things that you can do to pay uh, tax on on businesses. So I think having that holistic approach, Mina, um, uh, is really important. We can work with the client to help them understand the rules to to make sure they achieve as much tax flexibility as possible, uh, as soon as possible, but then also make sure that we're investing profits in a, in a tax-effective way. Um, what about, are there any other benefits to take into account, Mina? Yeah, look, if you've established a business and you've been able to sort of, you know, steer away from those uh, personal income uh, services income rules, you might actually have a business to sell one day. So, you know, it could be, you know, something like a retirement plan or an exit plan for the end of your career. Um, so that's, you know, something else to consider, whether you can achieve, um, you know, a business operation rather than, you know, just a consulting operation. Yeah, that's right. And uh, in season one, I think we talked about that, selling a business and selling it tax effectively. Uh, there's some uh, what's called small business uh, CGT concessions that um, you can utilise. So it's another way, I guess, of... Achieving that long-term aim of ultimately improving your financial position is that you've got something to sell uh, at the end of the day and hopefully you can sell that tax effectively. So there you go. Yes, being self-employed can provide lots of benefits, but it's really important that you understand the rules. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Accountant podcast. To find out more, please visit holisticaccountant.com.au.